Here we are. Football is back. Excitement is in the air. I'm just running out of words because I have nothing else coming out of my mind besides football. I'm just going crazy right now. A couple hours away from kickoff. It just feels like the longest offseason ever. I just, I don't know, guys. Uh, excitement everywhere. Like I said, uh, how much excitement do you have? Welcome, football. Welcome, Keenan. Welcome, Eric. Welcome, everybody, to the Mafia podcast. Hey, like I said, I'm Antonio. This is Keenan. That's Eric. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. It, it honestly hasn't hit me yet. I don't know if it's the nice weather. It just doesn't feel like that's that. the no preseason. So yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It just it doesn't like like Antonio said. It's been a long off season. It, it, there was no preseason, so it just doesn't feel. No, we we complain about the preseason for the last what five six years. Get rid of two games. Go to one game. Go to two games. Yeah. Here I am. I'm wishing we had uh we had four games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I don't know, man. Obviously, uh, so much going on this off season and in 2020 in general that. Uh, that's made it take forever. But again, we're just glad we're here. Glad we're here for sure. Um, we have some, uh, some players we're going to talk about today that uh, obviously we're, we're excited about going into week one. We're going to talk about some players that maybe we're not so excited about. Um, obviously hit up some news and notes and a little bit of some fantasy awards. Do a little bit of uh, some uh, preview here for, for the season. Uh, but some sad news to start off here. So Von Miller, uh, he did tear a tendon in his ankle, uh, which is going to require some season-ending surgery. That's uh, Von Miller now out, and they lost Bradley Chubb last year, so they kind of haven't really been able to be fully healthy for a couple years now. Um, a lot going with that offense. Trubisky announces a starter for the Bears. Deshaun Watson got a massive extension, four-year, $160 million. Uh, oh, what was that? A lot of cheddar. A lot of cheddar. Yeah, it's definitely – Mahomes' contract is definitely setting the market right. I mean, $40 million is is seeming to be that bar right now. Um, I'm wondering who's going to be the next one to jump it. Maybe it could be Dak next year. Um, Kareem got a two-year, $13.5 million extension. They're keeping him now for three seasons, guys. I – how, yeah, how, how do you, do you feel, feel about, about that? No, how do you feel about that? You're the <laughs> this dumb. is so upsetting. It's, it is very upsetting to see, but I don't know how much it truly affects Nick Chubb because this is what he's been dealing with the last two seasons. Uh, and, he, you know, he led lead last year um, in rushing yards. So it's, it's kind of tough to say. Here's me. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really mad that I uh, traded, traded up and gave you a first-round pick next year for to get Chubb in our startup league this year, Antonio. Um, it, it's – doesn't comfort me. That's that's for sure. I mean, Hunt's yeah, no, not- I, I I drafted him in a startup as well. I, it's 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 definitely. I was I was excited for next year because I thought for sure Kareem was going to be going, and yeah. I don't know, it just it took a lot of excitement for his future. Yeah, but out. he wasn't going to be getting you. I mean, he's he's looking to get twenty five thirty catches. You know, I was going to hope for a bigger leap this year, but that might be put backwards. But I mean, who's to say that Kareem doesn't get traded if he does really well? I mean, it's a, I mean, it's not a horrible deal that another team – I don't think they want to trade him. I mean, No, not it, this year, of course. That they, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe – I know Stefanski, maybe he wants to use two running backs consistently. I know they talk about that, so we'll get to see. Um, but I don't know. I think, honestly, I think both their values kind of just stay where they were. I um, went down a little bit for me. Yeah, I understand it. 
Uh, Malcolm Brown got announced as the week one starter for the Rams. Does that worry you at all for Cam Akers? No. No. No, me either. Probably me, just get, I, probably get the I'm first ex- snap. I'm expecting them to be splitting carries in the beginning of the season anyways. All, all of them, but. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a mess for the first couple weeks. I mean, you get, just think about it. He's a rookie. There was no preseason games. There was no – barely any training camp, no off-season workouts. Does he really know the playbook yet? Like, it's going to take it takes some time for some of these rookies to get into, you know, a mojo here. Um, that too, and I wouldn't be surprised if Malcolm Brown starts the first uh, the first series and then – Yeah. And then uh, Cam Akers is out for the second and then they just rotate or something like that. Yeah, starting is such a relative term in the NFL because it, it literally is who's out there for the first snap. He could snap. be out there for, yeah, for the first snap <laughs> and then come off the field. So. Yeah, remember when um, a couple of years ago here in Buffalo, Tyra Taylor was announced a starter, and they uh, in, in Rex Ryan put him out at uh, in the slot. And who was the quarterback? It wasn't Peterman. Who, who I think was it was a tight end. I, I, um, it was the quarterback. It was the, back, it was the backup quarterback at the time. Um, yeah, I think it was the guy who used to play tight end. Um, in college, yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's 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 funny how that stuff works. And um, you know, speaking of starters, Alex Smith got put on the 53 man roster for the Washington football team. An amazing story coming back. Um, I don't, you know, as I say speaking of starters because obviously he's trying to get himself back to a starting role. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was announced a starter, so we'll see how that can shake up this season. Uh, Marcus Mariota for the Las Vegas Raiders is go- is on IR for at least the first three games. Uh, James Robinson looks to be the lead back for Jacksonville. So please make sure you've picked him up. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. Uh, obviously Leonard Fournette's in Tampa Bay. Uh, last time we talked about maybe where he could end up, but now that we know where he is, how does that make it look for Ronald Jones in your eyes, uh, Eric? I know that you and I have been some big Ronald Jones truthers, so. Oh, well, I wasn't always really a Ronald Jones truther. Hey, you watch your mouth. Um, I actually didn't like him when he first came out. Um, I just more more so liked his opportunity there in Tampa. But, I mean, it, it bumps him down a lot now with Fournette there, especially with Arians already saying that for, they're going to get Fournette a role already week one, and he's already picking up the playbook quickly. He's all over the place. One day there's a report of, of saying that, you know, Jones is his guy. The next day, he's saying that he's that Fournette has a big role in Week One. Come on, give us give us something here, uh, uh, Aaron. Like, he he was he was talking up Jones. He wanted a good competition in practice, and at that time, I don't. And when he said that, I don't even think Fournette hit the practice field for them yet. Um, and uh, when he did, I mean, as he's, a he's fantasy, showing that he's he's the best running back on that team. As a fantasy owner of twenty one teams this year. Yes, 21, I went up. It's very frustrating, okay, because I got Fortnite in a couple leagues and I got Ronald Jones in a couple leagues, and it's every every day I'm flipping a coin here, what I'm going to do. So, you know what I'm going to do week one? None of them are starting for me. They're both going to sit on the bench. That's what I That's what I got to say. Yeah, if for some reason I was between the decision of Fortnite and Jones, I would be starting Jones. Um, he's been in that offense for a year now. Uh, we've talked about before how that Bruce Aaron's offense is kind of complica- complica- complicated, excuse me, to learn. Um, but, you know, Fournette can get in there and he can get a couple short yards touchdowns. Um, that's It's really the goal line work. I'm really curious to see what happens. Um, I was going to say, honestly, if I'm in that situation, I might be playing Fournette. 
I don't. I just think Jones is going to get the opportunity right off the bat. I think he's going to get more touches, um, especially in the passing game. I think he'll get more opportunity. Fournette fits that offense. Like he fits what Aaron's wants to do. I get it. But there's an op- there. You know, there's a world where Fournette is you know just a guy. You know, he's just getting a lot of touches and and produced just because he had a lot of touches with Jacksonville. Um, he had great time, uh, great years there. But um, it's going to be it's going to be rough first couple weeks. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, with Fournette, you just mentioned he, he, there's a chance for him to get a couple touchdowns. You know, that's a it's a good opportunity for those uh, people that play uh, daily fantasy. Um, it might be cheap on uh, Fan FanDuel and other uh, daily. Fans. Yeah, Ronald DraftKings and yeah, you're right. But you know, Ronald Jones one's getting a lot of the goal line work at least in the practices. So they so they've said so. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how that works out. You might be, uh, you might get Fournette for cheap and hope he gets a touchdown. True, but nothing, but nothing more than your flex. Like I mean, I like I said, I wouldn't be starting it. But if you are, nothing more than your flex. Um, honestly, maybe even <laughs> that's maybe you're running back two if if you're questionable with there, and then use somebody stronger like a wide receiver in your flex if it's PPR. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So Detroit signed uh, AP. Does that scare you for DeAndre Swift, on Johnson? Turmoil already. More just depth play, do you think? Get some veteran presence? Yeah, yeah. more depth and, and veteran presence for me. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Penny starting on the pup for Seattle, so he'll miss uh, at least through week six. So that should give Chris Carson uh, green light until uh, maybe he fumbles that opportunity. But uh, Carlos Hyde doesn't seem to be a threat. <laughs> uh, Justin Jackson has a foot injury uh, that he seems to be ready for week one. Uh, but just keep her out for Joshua Kelly. Uh, that's definitely somebody you want to uh, maybe try to pick up if you have some depth uh, this week before that game actually happens. And we'll talk about those players in a few minutes. But uh, like I said, rookie Joshua Kelly, someone keep your eye on. Uh, Devontae Parker came back to practice after missing almost a week with an undisclosed injury. Uh, Chris Herndon has a chest injury, which he battled a lot last year. So that's putting, that's, uh, putting some pause for me on Chris Herndon. Uh, you know, a lot of promise coming back from his good rookie year. So hopefully he can recover. And last, Chargers Keenan Allen got an extension as well for four-year, $80 million. Uh, and Mike Williams will miss most, if not all, of September. So Keenan Williams gets paid – or Keenan Allen gets paid and uh, probably will see a lot of targets in the first couple of weeks. All right, that's the news and notes. Sorry, I had to catch up a lot there. Well, like I was uh, a lot. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Uh, but like I mentioned, the free agent pickups. So we want to talk about some guys that you might want to grab right now because after week one, they're not going to be available or you're going to have to pay a premium for them. So Keenan, why don't you give me a couple of players that you were looking at? Um, well, one of mine that I have a big star around is Bryce Lobb. I, we, we all know he's very talented. I know, Antonio, you love Bryce Love ever since um, he was drafted out of college. Where did he go to college? Stanford. Stanford, yeah. Um, and the only reason I say this is, do we really trust uh, Antonio Gibson really to become that number one there? I, if he struggles and, and Love gets the, gets the ball, gets a couple, gets a couple carries, and he uh, is able to have a couple – Great runs, break maybe break break one for a touchdown. Maybe by week two, he's your starter. That that goes for that goes for a couple other guys. That, um, well, not 
not really for Daryl. Will- I was going to say Daryl Williams as well, but that's more of if if um, Clyde Edward Hilaire suffers an injury. I, I don't think I don't think we can look at. Cl- I don't think we could look at Clyde's Edward Hilaire and, and Antonio Gibson in the same category. Um, I feel like obviously Hilaire is a lot, a lot more talented. He's on a better offense. Um, and I don't think he's going to lose his job where I think for Gibson, he has the possibility of losing that job, especially to a very talented backup in Bryce Love. But for Daryl Williams, if, if Hilaire does suffer that injury, Daryl Williams is going to step right into that role. So those are my two big guys at the running back position. Yeah, I like those two. I mean, like you said, with with CEH, uh, you know, Darrell Williams has been the offense for a few years too, so they might just give him 10 to 12 touches yeah. um, or, you know, carries and, and see what he can do with it and uh, and compete with CEH for a couple weeks. Like, we don't know really what's going to happen. We love to assume he's just going to pop in right there, um, just like we do with a lot of players, you know, just like uh, Raquel Armstead after – uh, Fournette got dropped. Everyone went and grabbed Raquel Armstead. Well, now look, James Robinson sounds like he's going to be the guy. Raquel got COVID again, unfortunately, but they said even when he comes back, it's going to be James Robinson and Divina Zigbo fighting for it. So, I mean, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a good battle to watch. But yeah, make sure you have James Robinson on your team if he is in free agency. Also, watch uh, for uh, Sony Michelle. Uh, yeah, I've that's been, a good. I've one. been grabbing him in a few leagues just because. I mean, he he did have he's coming off surgery. And they're going to ease him into the offense, so he might be somebody you can actually wait a week or two and see what happens there. But they don't really have, other than James White, I mean. Well, yeah, but Damian Harris, he's out now for the first couple of games, so I think you're right there. That does bring yeah, Sony Michelle but... back up. He didn't have the best of practices and the best of uh, news coming up the last few weeks. Uh, but you're right, he's kind of just going to get gonna slotted in They're going to ease him in, and, you know, he, he could – you know, if he can return to what he was kind of doing a few years ago, then, you know, he, he could be a good waiver wire pickup. Yeah, I think Sterling Shepard is a big one. Um, he's probably going to be down Jones' number one target. I think he's going to have a pretty big week one. Um, not a bad not a bad 2020, but I think he'll have a pretty good week one. Uh, Paris Campbell might not be somebody right off the bat, but he's going to be a good person to stash. You want to be at least a week ahead than a week late. And I think week two or three, Philip Rivers and him are going to start making a connection. Uh, McCall Hardman, Keenan. What do you think about McCall Hardman? Between I mean, him and Sammy Watkins, who who's the guy you'd rather have right now? I mean, anyone on that Kansas City offense, I I would try to stash on my bench. Let me start there. Um, if you have room for Hardman or Sammy, I would definitely stash them. Um, you never know with that Kansas City offense; they're so explosive. I mean, look what Sammy did Week One last week, um, and then and then he kind of disappeared throughout the season. But um, between the two, I. Obviously, Dynasty, I'd rather have Hardman. Um, that we, we know what Sammy Watkins is, um, and we kind of are still waiting for Hardman to make that next to make to make an impact on in in that offense. For um, redraft, I think uh, flip a coin. I guess. I mean, I, I guess right at this point, I'd rather have Sammy because he's higher up on their depth chart. So but, you go Sammy probably tomorrow night, or I'm sorry for tonight. Tonight already. as well instead of McCall, if you had to pick between one of the two, yeah, yeah, I think until until Hardman can show that he's kind of taking over that role over Sammy, I think you have to go with Sammy at this point. Yeah, that's. That, oh yeah, Eric, go ahead. I'm actually gonna take uh, Hardman. I think he's gonna get more touchdowns. Um, he might not get as many uh, catches as Sammy. What was that tomorrow night? Well. 
Well, I was going to say to you was um, McCall Hardman's listed as the second on the depth chart. Is he? So that's why I, I, I agree with Eric that I would pick McCall. Um, I don't – I mean, obviously he's the second, but he might be the fourth option from Mahomes. But, um, yeah, he, he's somebody good as well. And Jalen Rager, uh, you know, he everything seems to keep pointing up for him. So I know that people were yeah. a little worried he might miss potentially the first month. What would you say? If you didn't draft him in the later oh, round yeah. – Dash him on your IR, and he's still available in in a free agency. You better pick him up and put him on the IR if you have a slot open. Um, I just don't. I don't. I, I would be shocked if in any of our leagues that he was available because I know you you two savages. Oh yeah, no, I've got him in as much as I could still grab <laughs> him and uh, Lavisca Chenault. Yes, who is only owned in twenty three percent of I went by Yahoo leagues. So, I mean, you guys need to get LaVisca Chenault. That is 100% somebody. He's going to have a great week one, I'm telling you. He's going to have 80 to 100 total yards and a touchdown. Jacksonville is going to show what they want to do with LaVisca Chenault. Okay. He's going to run the ball. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to line up in a couple different spots. LaVisca is going to be everywhere. So, with that being said, that's our free agent pickups uh, that, that you should be grabbing right now uh, this week before the before that week one. Um, obviously, you know, if, if you have other players that are currently in starting roles or more secure roles, you don't want to be dropping them for these guys. But, you know, if you have some other players that might be iffies or, you know, a second tight end that you have on there, let's drop that. Drop that second tight end. Yeah, that's what I just did, actually. I um, Second quarterback, get rid of him. I dropped uh, O.J. Howard and picked up um, – why can't I think of his name? Uh, run, running back for the char- for Jacksonville that we were just talking about. Uh, James Robinson, I'm sorry. He was available in one of the leagues. I dropped O.J. Howard. There I mean, you go. You know, so. Perfect. So, we're going to slide over now to a little quick segment we wanted to do. Uh, our, our season preview, our fantasy awards. So we just got a couple categories. We want to list, you know, who we think is gonna gonna win this uh, this award that we have here. You know, for example, we have our fantasy rookie of the year is the first one. Um, so I'm gonna actually start us off with that one. Our fantasy rookie of the year. I'm gonna go with Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm gonna tell you why it's gonna be Cam Akers because Cam Akers is currently going right around the fifth round, fourth fifth round. So you don't have to pay that extra premium for a running back that's already in high demand in the first two rounds. So this also gives you the ability to go, you know, wide receiver in the first round or in the second round or even both, you know. But my best, my best uh, situation I've been, I've been working around lately has been getting Miles Sanders than the likes of Mike Evans or DJ Moore in the second round. And then come round four or five, I'm able to get Cam Akers as my second running back. I've been pretty happy with those teams. And uh, like I said, you don't have to pay a premium for him. And I think he's going to be the lead back. How about you, Keenan? Who do you have? That's the, way, that's the same way I feel with Jonathan Taylor, honestly. Um, you're, you, you're pretty much said everything I was going to say. Um, you're, you're not going to pay that price that you would pay for like Clyde's Edward Hilaire, where you've got to get him in the first round. Where Taylor – I've seen him go down to the sixth, seventh round, eighth round. And I would be shocked if he's not, if he's not the starter by week two, where he's getting more carries than, than, um, oh my God. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. It's getting late again, guys. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, 
it's a steal. If he if he's if he's able to become an RB one for you and you are draft him in seventh eighth round, that's a steal for you. Yeah, I guess I went with the easy choice, but I mean it, it's Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's gonna be the rookie of the year. He's gonna have a fantastic year. Same thing happened with Kareem Hunt. He broke out on a Thursday night game and a, and a star was born and tomorrow night a star another star will be born. And that is Clyde <laughs> Edwards himself. I hope so. I have so much stock yeah, for for everyone's sake, man. It's gonna imagine imagine if he bust out, man. Listen, That's that would be horrible. Out, listen. I might be retiring. <laughs> this is Eric. this is it won't it wouldn't be a it won't be a pretty app picture for any of my teams. No, it won't. No, it won't. All right. So now we're going to move on to our other award. And like I said, remember, we're all fantasy related here. Uh, so we're going to do our fantasy MVP. Why don't you guys start it off, Eric? Yeah. Uh, for my fantasy MVP, uh, most people, I guess, would go with Christian McCaffrey. But I think Saquon Barkley could potentially take the throne this year. Um, they have a much better offense, um, you know, healthy hopefully better offensive line, you know, another year with Daniel Jones. Um, and I just think that offense as a whole is just going to work better for him. He's going to be healthy himself. Um, and, yeah, this could be the year he dethrones him. Insane it all off season. Welcome to the club, baby. Welcome <laughs> to the club. There's a, there's a lot of room on that uh, bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> I I agree with you on that. I, I, like, like we mentioned in the last podcast, there hasn't been – uh, player that's repeated as number one uh, fantasy um, player in back-to-back years, so I could definitely see that. Uh, for me, I have I have our boy here from Buffalo. I have Josh Allen. I think it just because where where you're going to be end up where you're going to have a chance to draft him compared to Lamar Miller and uh, Mahomes. You're there's drafts where I've seen him go in the ninth, tenth round, and I think if he takes that next step here in Buffalo and because he's a dual threat quarterback, um, and he addition addition to uh, of Stephon Diggs, that offense it, it, coming back for another year. Um, I think I think you can see, you know, I don't want to say Allen to take over, you know, two, but I could see Allen being a top five quarterback in um, fantasy wise, um, just just because he's a dual threat has no has a true number one option now, and and that offense just coming back as a whole um, coming back for another year, obviously there hasn't been that many changes in that offense. Um, so I could see Josh Allen becoming that, you know, a, a great MVP for fantasy wise. He's also one of my MVP candidates for NFL. So, so I got, I got a couple bills on him. <laughs> Doubling down. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I've also got a quarterback. Uh, I have also been talking about him all off season. It's my boy, Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons quarterback. He's, he's definitely coming back with his leap year. And uh, he's pushing for top five, if not top three quarterback. Um, I'm very excited for what he can do. I think he's going to get very close to 5,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. Uh, So very, very, very excited for Matt Ryan. All right, let's move on to our next one. That's our comeback player of the year for fantasy. Mine is Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, obviously, he's tied a little bit to Ben Roethlisberger's injury. Uh, but he had his own sets of injuries, and I think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger comes back in, and he slots into getting almost 150 plus targets. And uh, Juju has um, has a nice year, like 2018. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
Big Ben coming back is just going to really help him. I think. I think that's that's the big key, right? I mean, they don't. There's um, what's his face? Could just got caught who was throwing ducks ducks to him and <laughs> couldn't complete a twenty yard pass. So um, <laughs> I I think having that Hall of Fame player come back, Hall of Fame quarterback come back for Juju is huge. For me, I went with a, I went with the quarterback route. Um, I took uh, Matthew Stafford. I think last year. The way he started the year off, he was amazing. Um, and then that injured, and then he got injured, which was, which was a, you know, it was horrible, obviously. And so I think he's got a great offense. I think with a lot of talent around that offense, he has Kenny Galladay. They drafted Swift. Um, they improved that offensive line. Um, so hopefully, all the pieces are there. And if they are, I think Matthew Stafford could be that great comeback player for you. He's he's second on my. After Matt Ryan, he's second on my list to grab in the later rounds for a quarterback. Yeah, um, I definitely like that. Um, especially did did you did you mention how many uh, attempts he was on pace for last year? I know I, I saw the yards. He was on like five thousand yards. Um, yeah, he was setting career highs. Yeah, it was like six hundred and seventy attempts. Yeah, um, through the it was and it was an eight game sample size it was so it's not like it was only a couple games it was half the season yeah um and i think i mean i don't think they're going to get to that kind of level but i mean yeah i, de- I definitely see him having a, having a great year as long as he stays healthy um speaking, speaking of, of healthy <laughs> yeah speaking of another guy that needs to stay healthy is david johnson um you know i i think he can have a comeback year you know looking at the first uh part of the year before he got injured he was he was, a, I think, the RB4, you know, top five running back. Um, and and I don't, you know, I don't know a lot, if a lot of people understand, like, how hard it actually is to come back from a back injury. Everyone's saying, oh, he didn't look the same towards the end of the year. Well, obviously. Um, it, it takes months to actually come back from a back injury um, and, and be yourself. So, you know, the whole offseason off to rest, you know, I think he comes back and has a good year. Not saying he's 2016 David Johnson, but you know I, th- I think he can have himself a nice year there in Houston. Cool, I like that. Uh, I like that that pick for sure. Definitely underrated. Going as like the late teens right now for running backs. Um, well, was sorry for for any drafts that already had happened, but uh, mine's J.K. Dobbins. I know I'm kind of. Uh, pushing some rookies hard here, but uh, just like we talked about with Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, I think that he's going to be that league winner, you know, that's going to be coming up and uh, maybe, you know, week eight, week nine, week 10, uh, somewhere around there. And he's just going to take over, get that 15 to 18 touch game uh, workload. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think he's just going to be leading people to some championships. Um, so, like I said, that's my sleeper of the year. Eric, your fantasy sleeper of the year. Yeah, mine is uh, James White. Um, it's just if, if you're looking at – yeah, it's uh, Preston Williams. Um, I think he's going to have a, a pretty solid year there in Miami as long as he stays healthy. Uh, the team loves him. He was doing very good. Uh, last year before he got hurt as well. Um, and, you know, Devontae Parker already had whatever injury he had. It was undisclosed. 
Um, and he, he's had a history of injuries as well, which something could pop up, you know, during the season. And all of a sudden, Preston Williams, the number one wide receiver there. Um, so, yeah, he, he could potentially he could potentially pop off and have, have a great year. He was definitely popping off before that injury at all last year. Yeah. I think he was their number one. Yeah, he was definitely doing better than, than yeah. Parker was, and, and Fitz loved him. And that's the thing is if they switch and Tua comes in, <clears throat> excuse me, then uh, what happens there? Yeah, hopefully it still stays to be Preston. It sounds like they like each other in camp. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell on that. So, hopefully hopefully, he can, Tua can use both of them, Parker and Preston Williams, because they got a lot of shares in both. That'd be nice. <laughs> For me, I, got, I think you're going to like this one, Antonio. I got Anthony Miller. Um, I know he's your boy um, ever since he entered the league. I wasn't a big fan of his, but, you know, he's very talented. I don't know why I put him on the sleeper year. I just, I just had a, I don't know, it was a gut feeling, I think. Um, I just think he, he, if he's going to be good, this is the year where he's going to be good. If he's not good this year, then he's done. Um, you, could, you could get rid of all your Anthony Miller stock. Um you know, that Bears offense is going to have to figure it out. Hopefully Trubisky doesn't doesn't take a step back, even doesn't take another step back. And, um, yeah, so I think Anthony Miller, he can actually have a pretty good year. I know he struggled the last couple of years, but um, I'm going to take your word on this one because I know you like you like him a lot, Antonio. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick very much so. And I'm glad that uh, – I'm glad you're coming around. But give me some sad news, though with our, our fantasy biggest bust award. Who who is your pick here for the year? I hate to say it. It's gonna be Devin Singletary. Um ever since they drafted Moss, I've been thinking about this. Is Moss their starter in Buffalo? And if he is, does Singletary just become a third down back? Because I don't think Singletary was ever drafted to be a you know a first, second and third down back. He showed flashes last year, he, but he also had the fumble, fumbling issues. Moss, you know, he had – in college, he also was able to, you know, catch the ball down the field um, in Utah. So, is he going to touch the ball more than 50% of the carries? I don't know. So, I think Singletary is – Singletary has a high chance of being a bust. Where, you know, after after the season last year, I, if you were to – asked me what I thought about Devin Singletary. I was like, oh, he's the next upcoming, you know, running back. But once they drafted Moss, that kind of killed my – that killed the momentum there for me. Yeah, that was a, there was a lot of hype on him. And, I mean, he's going mid-fourth, fifth round. So, I mean, that's definitely – that's definitely uh, a spot where you, you want to hit on those kind of players. Yeah. Uh, so, Eric, you, you got somebody a little bit earlier than the fifth round, huh? Well, this is a surprise to me. I know. I didn't see this coming either. All right, Eric. What do we got? What? What didn't you? Why? Why didn't you see it coming? Well, I, I want to know why. I just, I just thought we, us three talked about how we were impressed with after Kenyon Drake was traded. From well, I was say, why don't we mention first who it is? Yeah, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, yeah. well, it's Kenyon Drake. I mean, I don't know. It's just. Is it too good to be true? You think? That it, I think it could be. I mean, he he's never been a full workload kind of guy, and. I, I think it's because the coaches he's had before never thought he could handle a full workload. So, I mean, he's going to get it this year, I believe. But they also really like Chase Edmonds there. Chase Edmonds is a very good running back. 
So they do, but Chase Edmonds was also there second half of the season. He was, um, but I don't, I don't know. It's tough. It's he did very good. I mean, he was on pace for 16 touchdowns and uh, you know ton, a ton of yards. I mean, he, I just I don't think he can keep that up. Um, and yeah, I, I just out of if you're looking at these top running backs, you know, I, people are dra- so I've seen people draft him in the first round. I just I, I think you're going to be upset with where you're getting first and second round is where he's going in. I, you know, I would agree with that with, with you right there, Eric. I think people that drafted him in the first round, I think you're going to be very disappointed. I I don't think he's a RB, you know, a running back that should be taken in the first round. Even in the second round. Maybe even yeah, like if you if you would have got Kenny Drake in the third round, I'd be like, okay, there's no way, you know, you're going you, you're fine. But where he's going, you're gonna want someone you're gonna want like a mix in or you know i'm trying to think of aaron like, jones who aaron would you rather have kenny drake or aaron jones aaron jones i i just think we just seen aaron jones be able to be be successful through a full season with, with the green bay offense so this Where, is, this I, is I, actually kenny drake is not going to be is not going to have a better season than aaron jones I'm just more confident at drafting Aaron Jones in the first round than Kenyon Drake. Per then, per fantasy pros ADP, Miles Sanders is actually going behind Kenyon Drake. Antonio, no, you wouldn't be agreed with that. Then Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, he, James Conner. Um, and then right ahead of him, Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones, so he's right around there. So, I mean, yeah, I think there's, you know, there it's he, – he could – he could fall. He could, you know, disappoint yeah. people a lot because some people are drafting him even higher than that. And yeah, he definitely he definitely should go around RB ten to twelve range. He he shouldn't be higher than that. You're right. First round's a little high. Um, I you know I got someone on the same team as Kenyon Drake. That was sorry. That was actually standard scoring. But if you look at PPR, um. Aaron Jones is behind him, Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, James Conner. So it's still pretty much the same guys behind him, but Miles Sanders is actually above him. Um, and I, had, right him. I had eight drafts this past weekend. He went in the first round five times. Five times. Yeah, there's a lot of hype going on. I mean, just Arizona in general, there's a lot of hype. I mean, mine's DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so I know, like Keenan said, we were sitting here always talking up Arizona and saying a lot of good things. Well, Eric, one of us are going to be wrong. I'm sure that's going to happen. But my version of my bust with DeAndre Hopkins, he's going as a top five wide receiver right now. I think he's going to finish out of the top 10. Um, I think that they're going to, well, you know, I did think a lot of this prior to him getting paid a couple of days ago, but I still think Christian Kirk will be an ascension. Um, he's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. He's going to take some targets from DeAndre. I just don't, that's a big thing. It's targets. Uh, he saw almost 30% in Houston. We've talked about that. I don't see 27%. I, I see closer to 25, if not a little lower, um, as far as, as targets go. And and that's where I think Kirk's coming up. Larry Fitzgerald is still there. Uh, and, and like you said, Eric, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, a lot of miles they feed. It's a spread offense, and they're very quick and fast tempo. So, Can you imagine um, if this offense struggles? Yeah, it's – it's like I just said, like, like I don't think they're going to struggle. Um, I do think everyone's going to do well for an NFL standpoint, but for a fantasy, I think a lot of people can get some points from some players. But um, like I said, at least with Hopkins and, and Drake, if they're both going in the first round, it, it might be tough to be seeing that value come back. That's for sure. 
Um, I just, I would, I would 100%, uh, I would rather have um, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry. I would rather have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Kenny Galladay, Julio over DeAndre Hopkins. Um, at least that's me. Last year, Odell Beckham Jr. was going in the first first two rounds. This year, he's going fourth, fourth, fifth round. Don't be surprised if Hopkins is going next year in the fourth and fourth or fifth round too. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. That's for that's for sure. Oh, all right. That's going to move us on to our next segment, and that is going to be our impressed or stressed. And what that's going to be, are, we're going to talk about players that we are going to be impressed with this week, uh, at least think we're going to be impressed with this week, and then players that we think are going to stress us out a little bit. Um, obviously, might have them in a starting lineup, but uh, they may not get those expectations that we could have been hoping for. And uh, we have a player at each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, with a little bonus sleeper for you on our impressed side. So, uh, Keenan, why don't you start us off uh, with what quarterback you're going to be impressed with uh, for week one. You know, it's funny. Um, people who – I got Big Ben. Um, it's funny because people that don't want to start Roethlisberger in week one are the same people that are telling me they're starting Matthew Stafford. Uh, both players, you know, missed a lot of time last, last, last year due to injury. But I'm definitely not scared to start Ben Roethlisberger this year or this week because he's playing the, the New York football giants. Um, they allowed – 20.69 or 20, 21 fantasy points per quarterback in 2019. Um, that's pretty high. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger still has, um, you know, still has a couple years left in him and he's got great talent around him. So as long as he can give the ball to his uh, playmakers, I think, I think big Ben's a must start this week. Yeah. You know, I was talking about my juju, for my for comeback so you know i would love that hot start uh that hot start that's for sure uh for me i got uh aaron Rodgers, r-e-l-a-x himself coming back into this season i'm sure they're hoping for uh well i know they're hoping to continue what they did but uh he's got minnesota and uh he actually he didn't do horrible against minnesota last year uh he had over 200 yards both times um well one game he didn't have a touchdown but um, I think he comes back and bounces back, uh, start off strong with Devontae Adams, and they get a W in Minnesota. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I got uh, Jared Goff himself uh, versus Dallas there. I think this could potentially be a shootout. You know, last year Dallas was one of the highest scoring teams or uh, highest passing teams in the league, and um, now they add C.D. Lamb. And Mark, Mike McCarthy takes over that offense. So this, this could potentially be a, a very high-scoring game. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm going with, with Jared Goff. I like nice. that one. I do. Yeah, I do like that one. Uh, I like that one for sure. All right, I'm going to move us over to our stressed quarterback. Uh, my stressed quarterback uh, is actually going to be Daniel Jones uh, versus Pittsburgh. They are home. We just talked about Roethlisberger coming back. I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game handily. They have a very good defense. I think Daniel Jones is just going to have some tough times in his in his uh, week one for the second year. Um, he probably have a good season, but his week one is going to be a little tough. So I, I'm going to be I'm going to be sitting some Daniel Jones this week. Yeah, I definitely agree, Antonio. That that's definitely going to be a tough game there for uh, Daniel Jones. You know who else might have a tough game is uh, his um, his buddy over there. In- 
in New York, uh, Sam Darnold. Until Adam Gase proves to me that he could run that New York uh, Jets offense, I don't think – I don't think – I'm scared to start any of them, not, not just Sam Darnold. I'm scared to start any Jet, um, especially this week. I mean, Buffalo's a tough, tough, tough defense. Last year, they only allowed 12.52 points, uh, fantasy points, per game to quarterback – for quarterbacks in 2019. Um, I think I, – I mean, I need my quarterbacks at least getting 22 to 25 points for me to even – for me to be confident to get a W for, for my fancy teams. Yeah, I agree there. I, I'm not a fan of any of the Jets as well. Um, Are you a fan of any of the Giants? Of the Jets. Or either of – oh, no, I'm definitely a fan of the Giants. <laughs> None of the well, Jets. Maybe Jamison Crowder. Um, Someone's got to get the, the underneath c- catches, and I think that's probably what will happen because it will be very tough to be thrown towards those cornerbacks in Buffalo. But are you are you going to take the gamble? You have a better option. I, I think I think Crowder is definitely flex worthy. I think I could definitely see him getting you know six seven catches, maybe sixty seventy yards, could squeak a touchdown. John Brown or him? I would take Jameson Crowder. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I, like I said, I think he's gonna be the number one target. Mims, Mims is healthier, but he's rookie. He was injured a little bit. Herndon now is injured. I mean, Crowder might see ten to twelve targets. That's what worries me, though, for this, especially for this week, though, is, uh, you know, especially with Trey White just getting that big contract, he, he's going to be playing with a little pep in his step, too. Um, if he's going to be covering Jameson Crowder, I mean, that, that might not be. Yeah, that might. Have... No, you think he'll be on Mims or. Yeah, yeah I think I think he'll probably be covering Mims. He did say he did say that he's watched uh some tape from uh, college for Mims because he hasn't obviously played him yet. So uh, maybe maybe that's a sign that he might be on Mims. Yeah, true. True, true. Um, yeah. But I, Sorry, I'll move I didn't mean over to cut to... you out there talking about the Jets. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I'll, I'll move over to mine. Um, it's Baker Mayfield versus Baltimore. Um, just a few obvious reasons. I mean, Baltimore is a, is a really good defense. Um, really good team in general. Uh, yeah, the Browns struggled last year. I mean, I, obviously, I think they're going to be better this year. But the new offense, they haven't had any preseason games to kind of, you know, you know, play through those struggles. So I, I think they're going to start off a little bit slow, and then starting off facing Baltimore is never good. No, it definitely is not. It definitely is not. And I, I kind of have uh, a player as well. It's going to face a tough run defense. I have Joe Mixon. Um, I think he's going to continue where he left off last season. He's got his money. Uh, he's got a rookie quarterback coming in that they're probably not going to lean on in game one. So, I, I mean, even though Derwin James is is injured, I still think that uh, they're going to lean on Joe Mixon a little bit. Um, and we already know that Zach Taylor loves him. So I think he's going to impress us for sure. How about you, Keenan? Well, you know, I, I was looking at Todd Gurley. Stats last year, he wasn't as bad as we all thought he was. I, you know, I I thought he had a, a lot. I thought he had a horrible season compared to what he actually had. He had more than a thousand scrimmage yards, fourteen touchdowns last year, and I think you know this Atlanta offense is going to count on him a little bit to take a, a little bit of pressure off Matty Ice. There, we all know that Atlanta loves to throw the ball, but I think they're going to commit to you know trying to run the ball and trying to run the ball and trying to move the sticks um, with with Gurley. So I think this week 
don't be afraid to start Gurley. I know last year, I know last year he had those injuries. Everyone was scared, scared. No one, no one wanted to, you know, obviously trade for him in dynasty. But I think this week, I think you're, you'll be all right if you start Todd Gurley, especially. I mean, he's playing Seattle. I, that's a tough team, tough defensive team. But I think you'll be all right because they are going to be committed to on the ball a little bit more than usual for Atlanta. You know, I'm I'm a little indifferent there. I think I think Gurley will have a good year, but I think this week one will be a little tough for him. Um, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot, like you said, playing Seattle. They're going to be scoring, um, but they he might get a lot in the in the passing game. That's where I'm really curious to see to see where they use him. Um, but sorry, so we we, we switched from our uh, our stress to our impressed. So we'll do uh, running back impressed and stressed, then wide receiver, then tight end. So I apologize for flipping back. So I I had uh, Joe Mixon as my impress. Keenan just did Todd Gurley and Eric. Yep, I have Miles Sanders versus Washington. Um, you know they, you know the only the only people Carson Wentz has to throw to is his tight ends. You know that there's not really anything wide receiver wise there for him. Um, they're gonna, I think they're gonna rely on Miles Sanders this year a lot, um, as opposed to last year. Um, you know and. And Washington is just one of the worst football teams in the league, so it's not like it's going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to try and just pound the ball, pound the rock, and just, just I don't know. I just think he's going to have a great game. Um, and yeah, at the I mean, right now, I think what we were looking, he's he's not not even in some people's top ten, which I I just don't understand. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think I think he's definitely going to impress. I don't understand why everyone's still not on. I don't understand why no one's on them, or why a lot of people aren't on that Miles Sanders bandwagon. I think he's going to be great. I really do. I I should have listened to Antonio a little earlier this year, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Who's your Who's your stressed uh, stress running back there, Keenan? I got Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, we talked back to back Jets. Yeah, I, I don't I like try the Jets. I would have had a. I would have had a uh, Jet tight end too, but uh, Antonio yelled at me. He didn't, he didn't want me to have all Jet players. So don't don't start any Jet players this week. Maybe Jameson Crowder. Um, but you know, I'm glad I didn't draft Le'Veon Bell in in redraft leagues. I know we talked him up in in an episode earlier this offseason. I just this is a tough this is this is a tough this this uh, division. Excuse me. I mean, you got you got New England and Buffalo who are probably the one of the top. Top two uh, defenses in the league, and you got an upcoming uh, Miami team as well. Until, the, like I said, same thing with Sam Darnold. Until, you know, Adam Gase can prove to me that he can, he, he's able to run this Jets offense, and and he's able to figure figure things out with Darnold and Bell and and the other pieces around around uh, around them. I'm staying away from all Jets players until until further notice. So. From week one till further notice, stay away from all Jets players. And just Adam Gase, he's just – he scares me so much. Like, I, I love Le'Veon Bell coming into this offseason. And just recently, I'm, I'm so scared with, with Adam Gase. It's – like, he could get sat just out of nowhere. <laughs> it's it's scary. Um, Can you so, – Remember when that, Denver offensive coordinator and, and he was, you know, the talk of the league? What happened? He went to Peyton Manning made, made his career – yeah, he made all that money. Yeah, because of Peyton Manning. You know, I wonder. I wonder how much, how many, uh, how, how many careers Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have made over the years. Yeah, 
Well, it's just crazy because when the Jets let him go, he'll probably get hired again somewhere else. Like the retread's insane. I mean, he's going to get hired as an offense coordinator for sure. I don't know about oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, my, my running back that I'm stressing about is Jonathan Taylor at Jacksonville. Uh, I know that, you know, we're drafting him in the third sometimes, mostly fourth, fifth rounds, and, and we want to play him. He's probably our running back two or our flex. But, uh, you know, I know Keenan's kind of the opposite. I mean, I think Taylor's going to take a little bit longer to to get there. Um, I think Marlon Mack's going to, to hold him off a, a good bit, and I think that week one is definitely not the time where he's going to beat Mar- Marlon Mack. He could get a touchdown. He could get like 40 yards and a touchdown. I could definitely see that. Um, which, you know, might make you happy. But I think if you're expecting, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown, that's not happening. I, I mean, I, when it comes to rookie running backs, I think the, not just Indy, I think all the teams that, that drafted a rookie running back, I think it's going to be hard for them not to give them the opportunity. You know, I yeah. – That's true, but it, it just – it probably won't be week one with everything that's happened. I mean, some yeah, some of the teams right. I mean, CEH, but – even with CEH, Darrell Williams is getting some talks about getting touches, you know, and it's just, it's interesting. But definitely before October, I think you'll, you'll see some of these running backs establish. As 100%. Yeah. Some of these guys aren't going to need injuries like, you know, Elvin Kamara's uh, Miles Sanders needed. You know, I think these guys are going to win those jobs on their own. The Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, JK Dobbins. Um, so uh, Eric, who do you have for your running back? You're stressing yeah. The running back I'm stressing about is Kareem Hunt, uh, another one versus Baltimore. Um, I, I would go with somebody else, but there's actually a lot of people playing Hunt as their RB2 or flex positions. Um, and I honestly think this week could potentially be a week you could sit him if you have another good flex option. Um, mainly just because, again, he's going up against Baltimore and I know he just got the contract, but we still don't know exactly what that backfield is going to look like. Um, so I, I do think this could be a week you could take back, you know, since, you know, you should have most of your bench healthy right now. So you, you should have a decent, you know, another flex option to throw in there um, and just kind of take pause on the backfield and just see how it plays out. So would you rather play Kareem Hunt or Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. How about you, Keenan? This week? You're saying Antonio? Yeah, this week. I'll probably take uh, Hunt. I, I think Jonathan Taylor has way more upside. Just, But Kareem Hunt might get a lot of catches. That's the thing. If they're playing ball – well, they are playing Baltimore. They probably will be behind. It means Kareem Hunt's going to play a little bit more than Nick Chubb might. He can, Kareem Hunt could see six, seven catches. I mean, especially without Jarvis. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I – I understand it. Yeah, they could just get a big pounding because Baltimore did that to Miami last year, week one. Yeah. Um, what about Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones or Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt. Uh, that's, that's tough. I mean, goes, I mean, Kareem Hunt is a, has a proven track record. What you just said, Antonio, that he's going to get those catches no matter what. If he gets eight catches, that's eight points plus the yards. And if he, if he scores a touchdown, you're looking at a 20-point game right there. All he needs is five to eight catches for him to have a good fantasy game. Yeah, or or he could get, you know, f- five catches for 20 yards and nothing because that Baltimore defense killed it. I mean, so I think it's a good uh, – I think it's a nice polarizing pick there, Eric. I mean, I, I mean, anyone could have a bad day. Anyone could have a good day. 
True, but not everybody's going up against Baltimore. <laughs> um, Keenan. Yes. Who are you impressed about at wide receiver? I'm going to go with um, the Bears killer himself, um, Kenny Holiday. <laughs> My man is torch the Chicago Bears. I mean, last year, the first meeting, he had a 57-yard touchdown. Um, and then he, he, he followed it up with a four-reception uh, for 158 yards and a touchdown on Thanksgiving Day. Um, with uh, some guy named David Belago, B-L-O-U-G-H. Does anyone know him as as, quarter, as his quarterback? And now he's got – yeah, yeah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> Matthew Blah, we'll call him. Um, now he's got Mr. Matthew Stafford. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him coming back. Um, I think this you got to you got to start this guy. I mean, I mean, if you if you ha- if you're lucky enough to draft him, I don't think I don't think you're gonna be disappointed after this week. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on saying that uh, Galladay needs to get grabbed, man. He he's he hasn't broke out yet. He led the league in touchdowns last year, and he still has not broke out. So that's a great pick, Keenan. Uh, I have Calvin Ridley, my man, my guy. Been talking about him all off season. Can we, but, uh, can we pick a different wide receiver for one? So let me tell you why, because I think he's gonna have a better week than Julio Jones will this week. Russell Gage is questionable, so if he plays. That really won't matter too much. But even if he doesn't play, I think it's just going to give you more reason for Matt Ryan to concentrate on uh, on Julio and Kelvin Ridley. Hayden Hurst is coming in. I don't think he's going to have a crazy week one. He'll get adjusted. I think a lot of targets are going to go Kelvin Ridley and Julio's way. And uh, they're playing uh, against Seattle, like we said earlier. Speaking of which, I got somebody on the other, other end of the uh... – match up there i have tyler lockett as my my guy that i think will impress this this week um you know everyone all off season has been on the dk metcalf bandwagon and they've been fading lockett just because of injury towards the end of uh last season but if you look at it in their playoff game the last game they played tyler lockett had nine catches on 10 targets for 136 yards and a touchdown that was the last game seattle played I got Tyler Lockett in the ninth round this past weekend. In our yeah, it's, it's insane how much people are fading him. And he's still going to be, in my opinion, the wide receiver one there, at least this year. And he's going to be a big part of that offense. And he's playing the Falcons, who, you know, another uh, another high-powered offense. And this this could turn into a high-scoring game as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah, I – I love I love Tyler Lockett. You know, if you can grab him as your wide receiver too, you're golden. You really are. And you can you can get him for cheaper than that. That that's a great that's the great part about it. Would you rather start Tyler Lockett or Juju? Juju at the Giants. Probably Juju just because of the matchup more. I'd be more confident with it. But I mean, you can't go wrong with either of them at this point. The thing is, if Big Ben is Big Ben and he's good to go, which all the reports say he's he's looking great. Then Juju is it has has way higher upside just just because of that offense alone. I don't know about um, way higher, but I definitely agree that he. I think I would pick Juju as well. Even though uh, Lock is just really efficient, and if they're throwing the yeah. ball a lot, uh, he could get ten, twelve targets. Um, what about Kenny Galladay, Keenan? Kenny Galladay or Tyler Lockett? Galladay. I'm a, I'm a Galladay there too. Galladay fan. Um, over the last, you know, couple weeks, I've become a huge Galladay fan. So I think, 
no matter who you put, even if you put uh, Calvin Ridley, I'm taking Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I mean, but but you also got to look at you're you're paying a lot more for those guys as opposed to Tyler yes. Lockett. Yes. I mean, I've True. seen I've seen I see drafts where DK Metcalf is going going ahead of um, Lockett. And I thought I thought it was a little crazy to me. I'm like, wait, you know, Tyler Lockett eats up those catches all day. I feel like DK is more of that. I guess that big play type of guy that's going to make that, you know, 50 yard catch where Tyler Lockett is going to catch two, three passes to get the same 50 yards. But I mean, in fantasy, in touchdown. In, yeah, in fantasy, in fantasy football, especially PPR, you want the more catches, the better. So I, you know, I'd rather have Lockett over DK. Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, I mean, I definitely agree with you with the Lockett uh, call. Um, I'm not, I'm not getting it either with DK. I think he's going to have to take uh, probably not a step back, but he just didn't have that off season. Most second year wide receivers get to, to really grow and expand. And then, you know, you're bringing, uh, uh, you bring Josh, uh, Josh Gordon back in, which, you know, it just only hurts him more in the deep game. Um, so all more, Hey, everyone. Yes, that's true. Hopefully they just let Mr. Unlimited go. But, but well, Pete Carroll won't, you know, I'll, no, he won't. It's it's gonna be so frustrating watching Sunday night game, where you know Carson has thirty carries and and um, and Russell Wilson has twenty passes. You know, it's, it's I so hope fun. to see forty. That'd be real nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm stressing over here about uh, Amari Cooper facing the newly paid Jalen Ramsey. He'll be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know, and I think they got as we know, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin. Uh, I think this is a week where Amari might be a little bit underwhelming and you're going to see those other guys, probably Michael Gallup more so uh, being the, the benefactor to that. So uh, I'm a little, little low on Amari this week. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, you know, I, I look, I do look at the cornerback who the wide receivers playing against. And that's why for me, I, I am stressing over Odell, especially with um, Landry um, not playing. So now you have one of the best cornerbacks and Marlon Humphrey has to only focus on Odell. And I think that Baltimore defense is going to suffocate him. And I don't see him having a big game. Did you know last year he, he, he combined for six receptions for 66 yards in both games against the Ravens. I know he was hurt and everything, but I mean, yeah, it wasn't going Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey there. It, that's a scary defense. Yeah. So I, you know, I like that call. I mean, I don't like it, but I like it. <laughs> I drafted Odell as my wide receiver one in one league, and I'm honestly thinking I'm not, not playing. You know, they just got to give him the ball in the red zone. That's where he needs to see it. What's that? He needs to get the targets in the red zone, especially with Landry being out, Hooper being new. Like, Odell needs double-digit targets, and he needs to get the ball in the red zone. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's it's just a scary thing for me. To Definitely is. If I'm, I'm – it's Thursday night. I'm over here thinking of not playing him on Sunday – there's there's an issue. He's one of the best wide receivers in the game, and like like we said about Hunt, you know, he, he they could shut him down. They could easily shut. I think I think there's more of a chance they shut Odell down than Hunt. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, interesting. All right, Eric, who do you have? Um, mine, it's almost kind of an easy choice in a way, I think, but I do think a lot of people drafted him to be their their flex spot, um, potentially wide receiver three in some leagues, depending on on what you're roster construct is but um 
AJ Green for the for the Bengals playing the Chargers, I believe. Yep, playing the Chargers. Um, you know, I I believe he just started practicing recently. You know, he he was coming off that injury. He was out. He's been out for a while. He's missed a lot of football. Um, he's he's on the other end of thirty. It's just he's got a rookie quarterback. So it's just a lot of things kind of working against him, I think. Um, I do I do believe as long as he stays healthy throughout the year, he's going to get much better and healthier and everything. But for week one, I'm, I'm definitely fading him. I, yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's skepticism. I understand it. You know, it's, it's, it's fear of the new offense and him coming back. There's a lot of question marks. It's probably best to just let maybe week one play out and, and then see how week two goes. Uh, so why don't you, uh, Keenan, move us over to who you're impressed with at tight end. Yeah, I, I'm a little nervous about this one, but um, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna start him if I have him in any of my um, leagues. I'm gonna go with with uh, Hayden Hurst. You know, someone's got to get those targets that Austin Hooper um, got last year, and the only reason I'm confident that he's gonna be successful this week is because Seahaw- the Seahawks allowed the second most points to tight ends last season. And we all know that what Hooper did last last year lined up lined up at tight end for Atlanta. So, I mean, if he can get you know six catches and a touchdown, I think I think you're golden with Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I mentioned earlier. I I don't think he's going to have uh, too much of a role this week. Uh, more of more maybe just getting in there doing some blocking, running his routes. Um, but Boy, yeah, I mean, you could be right. But I think Ridley's going to take a lot of that red zone. Four touchdowns for Ridley. This week? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll settle down just a little bit. Uh, my, my tight end that I'm, I think I'm going to be impressed with is Mike Kosicki against the Patriots this week. Uh, Mike Kosicki for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Fitz is going to be starting. They're going to go right back to their instant connection. Uh, he, was, uh, he was a top eight tight end over the last ten games last season. He was uh, number two in air yards. He, he lines up a lot in the slot. Um, I'm just excited for uh, Mike Kosicki for for this year coming coming in, uh, building off the big year from last year. So I, I think he's – oh, sorry? It, I, th- I thought I saw something saying that they had him listed as their second tight end. I mean, they probably okay. do because, like I said, he lines up in the slot a bit more. So Yeah, Wait, I just thought it in. was interesting. I wasn't worried about him. I, just, I was yeah. wondering if, what you thought of that, though. Those depth charts, you know, they don't mean much. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah no I, and that's that's what i'm saying like i, I think that's uh that's how they're gonna have to get get past the patriots i know they're not the tom brady patriots but they're still gonna have to throw to beat them the bill belichick patriots yeah exactly something in miami beat him now i know isn't it crazy he had a touchdown that game i mean i mean they miami just beat the the patriots last year with tom brady remember that big uh, comeback win in foxborough yeah. I mean, it could happen again. I mean, it's not—it's not like Cam Newton is Tom Brady. They want revenge. They kept him out of the playoffs. No, it didn't. Or not the playoffs. I'm sorry, from the uh, the bye. Yeah, the bye week. Yeah, which probably changed a lot. You know, Belichick definitely did. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> All right, Eric. Who are you impressed with? Not so surprised. Yeah, not surprised here. It's my man, Tyler Higby. Um, I know I just keep pounding his name this off season, but. I just think he's going to be great. You know, there's reports saying that he's still going to be one of the top options for Jared Goff. They're going to run this this two tight end set offense, and 
it's going to be more of what it was towards the end of the season last year. No, I don't think he's going to be on that ridic- on that ridiculous pace that he was on 137 catches for 1600 yards, but you know, take 40% away from that. He's still got a thousand yards, and at least 80 catches. So, you know, I think this year he's going to have a great season week one. Like I said earlier, I think this could potentially be a high scoring shootout. Um, and I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. So I think we're going to be impressed with him. Would you know you... how much you love um, Calvin Ridley, Antonio, and how much you love um, what's the guy that Tyler Higby. Yeah, Tyler Higby. I need to find me a, a, a love. I need to find me a player that I love <laughs> as much as you two love love those two guys. <laughs> You'll find them. Talking about them. I know them. left out. When, you, when you're not looking for him, Keenan. He'll right. come around. We'll look for love. Love just fine. <laughs> Eric, would you rather play Tyler Higby or Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz, just because there's literally no other options there in Philly. Um, yeah, I, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I was curious. I I was curious. Keenan, you stumped him. You stumped him. Uh, <laughs> who who, uh, who are you stressing about at tight end, man? Um, you know, Evan Ingram. And the only reason we already mentioned it because, because uh, or Antonio, you mentioned it when we talked about uh, Daniel Dimes, that Pittsburgh defense is tough, and they only allowed eight touchdowns last year to the tight end position. So this this year, I am stressing out, this week I'm stressing out about Evan Ingram, um, and also his is I I want to see if he's completely healthy before I commit to that commit to him at a, at a starting role for my team, but um. If he is healthy, I do see him having a good year after week one because look what Jason Garrett did with, with Witten all those years. Not saying that Evan Ingram is, is Jason Witten, but, I mean, he's still pretty he's still pretty uh, talented player. So um, if Jason Garrett can get the production out of out of Ingram like he did out of Witten, I think he'll be happy throughout the year. But I think this week you should be a little nervous starting him. Yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. Um, I yeah, kind of like you said, I don't like Daniel Jones, so it's tough for me to like Evan Ingram. Yeah. Um, so that's a good call. But, uh, Eric, someone that I do think might uh, might do a little better than you're anticipating, um, who are you stressing about at tight end? Yeah, uh, another polarizing young tight end, uh, Noah Fant, uh, going up against the Titans this week. Um, it, it's more so – because, you know, I think this team, you know, with adding Melvin Gordon, they want to run more. Uh, yes, I know they added Jerry Judy as well, but he's still a rookie. So he's, you know, he, he's still got to work through some things. He didn't get a preseason at all. Um, not only that, but just this game in general, the, the Titans, they're going to they're gonna put this ball on the ground. They're going to run it through Derrick Henry. It's going to be a, a low-scoring defensive game. Um, and, yeah, I just I don't think there's going to be enough there for – no offense to impress anyone at all. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fading him for this week as well. Yeah. Kind of reasons you just said those, why I like him for this week. Um, like you said, Judy rookie, uh, Hamlin, Hamlin rookie, Melvin Gordon, low new. Um, I think Corlin something might get shut down and fans going to be that little shining light in that offense. Um, he's not going to get beyond, you know, the, the strict defense of the Titans, but I think he could definitely uh, pile some catches and yards. Uh, but somebody that I'm I'm stressing about is is Rob Gronkowski, and 
it's really for everybody else that I'm stressing about because I have no shares of him anywhere. Um, I actually still like OJ Howard more than Rob Gronkowski. Aaron's himself has made comments that, you know, we're going to find ways to make Gronk in there or, you know, there's talks about potentially even have him on a, a snap count. I mean, that just, that doesn't make me feel good. And for him to be drafted as a top 10 tight end, uh, still being started in every league, like uh, or a lot of leagues. I don't know, man. I don't even, I wouldn't even have him on some rosters. Well, I lied. I understand having him on some rosters, but he's definitely not my tight end one I'd want. You know, I'm sitting there on, dra- on draft day over the weekend, and people are taking him in the seventh round. Way too early. Eighth round, ninth round, tenth round, eleventh round, twelfth round. I'm like, what? What are you doing? The guy is just is coming off uh, uh, being retired uh, not even a m- couple months ago. Is he, is he even in football shape? This was more of a Tom Brady uh, signing, not, not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing. Because if Tom Brady didn't call the shots on that, Gronk would not be there. It would just be the O.J. Howard show. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think I said it in the past where I think Gronk can have a good year because Tom, it's going to be Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's, you know, security blanket. But on the other hand, I'm not taking – I'm not drafting him any earlier before the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th round because I can't trust him. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Mike Gusecki, excuse me, from Miami. I'd rather have O.J. Howard on his own team. I, I just I – was, I was shocked. I'm like, good, take him. You know, it, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm shocked as, as well as how high people are taking him. But isn't the grind I think – Well, I think – so I think the whole snap count thing is definitely legitimate. He's definitely going to be on snap count, but I think the snaps he's going to be out there are going to be important snaps, red zone snaps, you know, snaps they need a first down, you know, those types of snaps. And you know Tom Brady is going to be looking for him because, like you said, that's a safety blanket. Um, and especially with Mike Evans out potentially, um, that's more – if Mike Evans is out, I'm more comfortable with Gronk. Um, I do think there's – 12 tight ends you can find better than him um, but if you in your if you're in a deeper league I, you know and Mike Evans is out I don't think he's a terrible play for this week well yeah you're right I mean that's the thing if he's a top 10 tight end it's probably because he got two catches for nine yards and two touchdowns yeah that's even for- one touchdown for tight ends I mean one one yeah. touchdown and a catch or two and I just say I, I'd, rather had, I'd rather start Evan Ingram than Robert Kronsky this week Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Well, I mean, I was almost gonna. Well, I guess how about Noah Fant? We just talked about Gronk, Gronkowski or Fant. It's just, it's just the potential. Like, I mean, yeah, I'd rather a Fant, but like, I, I mean, I have Gronk low. I don't, I don't have Gronk in my top twelve at all. So, I mean, I just don't understand. I don't understand the love. I, I, I was shocked. I was really shocked. I, and and it was, it was a lot. <laughs> I'm of, not, sh- I'm not shocked though because it's Tom Brady and Gronk. I mean, it's hype. It's, 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 it's what the people like, want to see. That's what people want to see, but I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you've been playing fantasy football for a while, and you're making this pick right now. I'm, like, I, I don't know, man. I, man, yeah. I could be wrong at the end of the season, and be like, damn. I yeah. Wish. At the same time, it's Gronk though, so I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet against him at the same time, because who knows? I mean, he's. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see with that one, but, well, but uh, I still think it's OJ Howard. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our impressed sleepers. We got a couple, uh, a sleeper for each of you, uh, a sleeper from each of us um, that we're going to be impressed with for week one. Mine is going to be Stefan Diggs. Now, how do you call him a sleeper? 
Well, you call him a sleeper because he keeps getting phased on. I mean, he's not even – he's like a, a bottom-end, uh, top-end wide receiver three in a lot of rankings. And, like, I think my man's going to be able to finish as a potential high-end uh, wide receiver two. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. Buffalo's going to show why they paid him. I think they're going to handle the Jets. Um, and they're going to throw it early because they're going to handle the Jets and then probably run it the rest of the game. So, Stephon Diggs is my, my player that I'm making sure he's not on my bench. John, John Brown last week, last last year, week one against the Jets, he had seven receptions on ten targets, over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Diggs Diggs is probably going to get the same same kind of looks that that Brown got last year. And yeah, I mean they got no cornerbacks over there, man. It's, come on, like I, you know, I <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm just being a homer, but whatever. Yeah. He's gonna surprise us. We'll, we'll talk about uh, talk about your sleeper kid, Eric. Why don't you go? I'm trying to pull up my notes over here. Yeah, no problem. Mine's kind of a deep sleeper, um, but somebody who is getting a lot of hype right now and legitimately could have a, a really good week, um, and that's Brian Edwards, the rookie out of uh, rookie at uh, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, they're saying him and Rugs are going to be the starters there. And, you know, we've seen Derek Carr before have two top wide receivers and, and able to produce a high-powered offense. Um, if, if Derek Carr could stay healthy and and play good, I mean, I don't see why hit both him and Ruggs can't, can't both have good games. I mean, look at Tyrell Williams was putting up good games in this offense last year. So, yeah, yeah I, I love, mean, he's a deeper sleeper, um, but, but he's someone that, that you're, you might want to check your waiver wire for. Yeah, as well. if you're in a 17 uh, team team league like I am, put them on your roster. Even yeah, even even you know 14 teamers, yeah. potentially even 12 teamers. I would say if, even a 10 teamer, I'd probably much. grab him yeah. because he he's, he looks like he he's going to be a a star over in, in Oakland. They or geez, Las Vegas. They really like him. All right, Keenan, you get to close us out. Yeah, I got uh, James White here. Um, there's a lot of factors to this. I think there's a bunch of injuries over there in New England. You got Damian Harris, who's on an injured reserve. You got Sony Michelle, who's still limited with, with his snap count, and he continued, they're continuing to work him back into the offense there. White is honestly probably the only Patriots running back to be that they can trust right now. But now you got Julian Edelman on the, on, um, on the injury report with a knee injury, who might not even play. So – James White might be the only reliable receiver um, slash running back to trust in New England. And, I mean, you, you got Cam Newton there who is getting used to the offense. What's the easiest thing to do? Sorry, the baby monitor's going off. Uh, what's the easiest thing to do is to dump it off to your, to your running back. Not only that, but the Patriots know the weakness of the Dolphins' two newest linebackers, uh, Kyle Van Noy and um, Roberts was the other one. Um, they used to play for New England. Um, so uh, do you think Bill Belichick's not going to expose that? I'm sure he will. So I think, um, I think, I think James White is a great option if in, in deep, deep leagues and maybe – Maybe not. Not even, even deep, please. Yeah, I love. See, I love that great, pick. Great flex. I might even I, like him. As I drafted two. him. I drafted him in a lot of leagues pretty late. Actually, he he is going to legitimately potentially see over a hundred targets and get an increased workload in the run game just because yeah. of the injuries and Sony Michelle being trust, limited. Do you trust Sony Michelle though? Like even even if he does come back, like that's exactly. I, I, 
I don't know. I mean, I think they he's not the best runner, obviously, but Damian Harris wasn't able to take him over, and Michelle couldn't show much. I know he's been injured, Harris, but um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to Even reports, him. though, even reports say that Sonny Michelle is going to have a huge workload this year, too. Right. So. I, I think he's going to get the ball. It's just it, it, that's, they want they want to give him the ball. He and yeah. he just hasn't had his full shot yet, and I think uh, Cam might actually help him a bit, a bit better than Tom Brady. Well, look what Cam did with, um, with Christian McCaffrey. You know, they, he loved it. he loved dumping it down to him and you know let him do all the work. And James White, yeah, yeah, well, that's where White will come in. You're right. And James White, I mean, I'm not saying he's Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but I mean, he's still pretty good. He's you know? one of the best. He was one of the best value picks this year in draft. Yeah. I mean, I I'd rather draft him in the seventh round than Gronk. Ah, uh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, that's gonna wrap up our impressed or stressed for the week. Uh, that's going to wrap up the episode for the week. Again, I, I can't believe football's here. It's going to be great. I hope you guys enjoy the game. If you have what any you questions. Tomorrow? What do you got tomorrow? What do you got tomorrow? Houston, KC, do no, Kansas City's going to. Kansas City. They're going to handle them like they did in the playoffs. Okay. It'll be a great game to watch. So it really will. Deshaun Watson will get to show his stuff uh, without Hopkins. I want to be different and just say Houston's going to win, but – I can't. He can't. Yeah, he just can't. <laughs> um, I mean, that kind of takes away an option for him. So True. True. Um, all right, guys. Yeah. So if you have any questions, make sure to uh, tweet at the pod, at uh, DynastyMafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure you're following that. Make sure you're following all of us as well. I'm at Antonio Denisi FF. You can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716 and Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Make sure to find us on YouTube so you can check out the vid. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, you know, come say hello. Uh, make sure, ooh, submit your rosters. We want to get some rosters to start going over as well, um, just to help you out with your weekly uh, submissions, uh, setting your lineup. So we'll get that moving too. And, uh, yeah, like I said. If your roster selected, you might, you might win a hat or a shirt. You never know. Yeah, we got some giveaways coming up this uh, this season. There's a lot of good stuff. Very excited. And uh, thanks again for watching. For those of you that are new, thanks for listening. Welcome here to the Mafia. And uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Good luck. Mafia out.